Morning, bro. <laughs> Morning, bro. How you doing? I'm good. And you? All right. You're, you're lost in uh, space and time again, uh, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here in dreary northern Indiana. A dreary? Yeah, it's raining here. Oh. Uh, it's a beautiful day here, so uh, you, you can just keep that. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you know, you left Texas, you know, things change. Yeah, I left rainy Texas for uh, rainy Indiana. Yeah, I bet it's not as warm in Indiana either. No, not quite. Not quite. All right. We got a lot to cover here, bro. Yes. Yes. We, we do. Yes. I, 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 already, I was watching the Olympic coverage already this morning. Man. Yeah. You're on top of it. Well, no, you you uh, you didn't answer the phone for uh, a number of minutes, so I was bored. All of hours, you mean? I was I was being nice, so uh, there you go. Uh, so anyway, I was watching the um, U.S. women against Canada in softball. So uh, there, there you go. Uh, playing on a playing on a youth baseball field. No, 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 no. They they were playing on a, a regular baseball field, of course, with the bases in. So you, you know the dirt infield was behind the infielders. If you That's get weird, the, yeah, I, yeah, and of course artificial fin, uh, temporary fences all the way around. Uh, <laughs> uh, it did not. It did not impress me in terms of the. Uh, facilities that Tokyo has put up when every every D2 team in Pennsylvania has their own dedicated softball field but yeah what what the heck and there are only six teams there are only six teams playing uh, so it's not like they have a thousand games they have to find fields for but what yeah. time though, right you know so there you I guess go. it's all about logistics right I, it's all about, isn't it all about money? Isn't that going to be our mantra for the day? It's pretty much our mantra every day, isn't it? Well, I, I think we try to not say that sometimes. Uh, but though, though I see uh, the first three topics I have uh, on, probably all three will, we, we'll, we will say that about the money. So, Okay. So, how much Olympics are you going to watch? What, what you got for our preview? Uh, I don't. I don't know when I'll be watching any Olympics. Probably none for the next week, at least. So this isn't this isn't going to be family viewing there in Indiana every evening. The uh, watch the uh, replays of what we already know the scores of uh, right. from, from from Tokyo. Mm-mm. Uh, okay. Well. Yes, they had this problem when they went to Seoul too, and uh, I I don't know that you you know they uh, obviously they were doing this well maybe the softball wasn't live as I think about the time, but uh, you, you know they're going to do stuff live in the morning I guess, but what they're going to do in prime time uh, you know is like eight o'clock in the morning in Japanese time, so uh, they 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 have a tape delay problem which. Uh, not not like anybody could have figured that out when you were signing the contract, but we'll we'll see how that works. 
Yeah, but I guess on the if you look at it on the flip side, it works vice versa when it goes the other way, right? When uh, I don't know what vice versa means in this case, John. Like, like when the Olympics are, let's say, it's more of a our time zone type thing, and then they have the the uh, tape delay issues. But yeah, there are only there are only fifty of them. Uh, you know, uh, the billions of dollars paid for the rights come from us. So uh, that's fair. I, fair I mean, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not saying anything except. You know, uh, NBC has been advertising their Olympic coverage from Tokyo for two years now. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I remember the first ad I saw, I said, holy geez, this is like, you know, I think it was more than a year out from a year ago yeah. know, before the postponement. So uh, anyway, so, so it's a, supposed to be a big deal here, like, at least to NBC and anybody watching the, uh, sister stations of NBC, and uh, I, I frankly, I, I know Simone Biles is back uh, in gymnastics, and I'm supposed to be excited by that. Oh yeah, uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, Michael Phelps isn't swimming, right? Nope. Nope. Uh, so uh, they got a new they got a new stud swimmer though. I guess it's supposed to be pretty good. I can't think of his name right though, off the top of my head, but. Oh, well, th thanks, John. There you go. There's our uh, new stud swimmer. So uh, we will we will mark our calendars to watch him. Whatever. Try to watch. Uh, I like to try to watch gymnastics, the women's gymnastics, because Simone Biles is a freak of nature. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, some the 100 meter stuff for the track and field. Yeah. And a little bit of swimming is I always find entertaining, and uh, the women's soccer, which uh, that you want to tie that into the massive upset that they had this week. Yeah. Oh well, I I don't. I guess they're not supposed to get beat. Period. They got beat pretty badly by the Swedish in the first game in group play. So I first lost in 40, 44 matches. Yeah. Well, uh, all things come to an end, but. I, I'm not worried yet. We'll 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 yeah. see. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, women's soccer. I, I I watch a lot of swimming typically, uh, and you know, a little bit of the track and field. Of course, we talked about it. Our best women's sprinter uh, smokes marijuana, and so can't go to Tokyo. No, nope, uh, she's she's you, at home watching you, tape delay. You, you can uh, you can go. Uh, I bet she doesn't watch. Uh, I bet I bet uh, you, you can go without a COVID vaccine, but uh, you can't go if you smoke marijuana. But maybe yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense, huh? Uh, yeah, well, well, not much. So I, I, I'm not sure the Olympics is going to be the big deal. I, I guess um, they often make a big deal out of men's basketball. Uh, I am not sure that we will this time because there are lots of doubts about this year's team. It's not a dream team. Uh, it's got some pretty good players on it, but uh, uh, it's not clear we're good enough to win maybe even a medal. But uh, Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. 
I, I mean, Middle, Middleton and what, Holiday, is it? Are just going come from the NBA. Uh, they were shorthanded because of injury. Uh, they were down to eight players earlier in the week. So uh, uh, I, I think I think they, uh, th- that team is going to have to hustle to uh, get a gold. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But uh, there there is that. So it's all kind of. Uh, plus the news out of Tokyo, you know, there won't be any fans. It's not clear the Japanese are thrilled about hosting, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It just doesn't quite have the shine that the Olympics typically has. That savoir faire? Savoir faire, yeah. I guess that's the word. Savoir. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of savoir <laughs> There is no transition here, but speaking of, unless you have something else to say about the Olympics, speaking of Savoir Fair, big news in your neck of the world, just, well, was it yesterday or the day before, your your local newspaper reported that uh, UT and OU were wanting into the SEC. <laughs> They're not even, they can't even win the Big 12 and they want to go play in a conference that they can't, that they'll definitely get curb stomped in. Uh, wow, that's that's kind of brutal, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, what what did we say our theme for the day was, John? The money about yeah. them dollar bills. There there might there might be money in it, and I read an article yesterday that said the SEC didn't get to be the richest uh, conference by not jumping at chances to add uh, big money players. So. Uh, it does not seem likely in most people's minds that the SEC would say no. Uh, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know how the money thing works. Uh, there are certain contracts with the Big 12 that are kind of, I would think, would be an impediment. But uh, it looks like the ball's rolling and Texas A&M is squirming big time. Yeah. Texas A&M wants you to believe they have they they have the right of veto. Why would they have it? Uh, according to the people who were at A&M in when they joined the conference, there is an unwritten rule. That uh, before you let in a, a team from a state, the other team from the state has to agree. The other school has to agree, and they're they're not agreeable to UT coming. So, uh, the, it is an unwritten rule. I, I got air quotes going, John. Unwritten. Yeah. Rule. Uh, I, love, I love those unwritten rules. Well, and and, and if it's an unwritten rule, uh, and this is you know. Everybody involved back then is no longer involved. Uh, so uh, I, I have a feeling that that won't stop them from bringing uh, the two big dogs from the Big 12 into, into the SEC. Uh, and poor, poor A&M is going to go back to sucking it, right? Yeah. This is a, I'm kind of perusing an article here on what, 
what the hurdles and everything are. They're supposed to give an 18 month notice if they want to leave the conference. They have to pay back, uh, could be up to like $76 million per team. Yeah. Um, no, so. not, none of that sounds like it's uh, a big stop. 18 months, of course, would be two football seasons away, though, which. I, I okay so I if they want to go I think they're going uh, I am intrigued by the fact that Texas and Oklahoma got together to do this it seems um, OU is well in the past has always tried to go with OSU uh-huh. and it seems the two Oklahoma teams are splitting up at this point uh, but what happens to the Big 12? Which, which which wasn't 12 anyway, but... Yeah, it was only at 10, right? Right. So if you right. lose those teams, they're down to eight. And the biggest team in the conference is Oak State. Right. So that would be... Yeah, that would, it would, that would kill the Big 12 conference, I would think. It would definitely take them out of the power of five, right? Well, I don't know how we're defining power five. And, and the question becomes, and, and I think they've been looking for years to fill in, uh, how, do they pick anybody up? They can uh, have Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> there he is again. Let me write this down. Nebraska love. <laughs> As John continues to try to, Okay. Uh, the whole state of Nebraska, you know, you're not allowed in, John. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good, though. Um, I just don't. Okay, I would have to sit and think. Well, let, let's put it this way. The Big 12 doesn't have 12 teams, and they took West Virginia, which yeah. didn't exactly fit the geographic profile to get no. to, to, get to 10. Um, so... I don't know what they do, uh, and and I don't know if the uh, if any of the other teams, uh, any of the other schools, I guess I should say, not teams, but it's really about teams. I don't know if they're attractive to anybody like the Pac-12 or anybody else. What about like maybe like a BYU or a Boise? Do you think you can get them? Them? Well, yeah, I guess. I guess they play high enough caliber basketball and football to make it work. But boy, spread your spread your uh, footprint a long way. Yeah. Well, they kind of said that about the Big Ten when they went for the East Coast action, which is not nearly the spread that you would have from West Virginia to BYU. But right. That is that is a long long way to uh, yeah so uh, that that would be that would be two good teams as options uh, but uh, yeah you have a whole series of states I, I I just don't know what the Big Twelve does and uh, it's you know my money and my kid went to Oklahoma State for a while so I, I kind of have a 
an interest there. Yeah. So that, that'll be, and as you said, um, what happens to uh, Texas and OU uh, when they go to uh, the SEC, especially in football? Um, I do not, I, I, I don't see Texas being that successful. I, I'm not sure about, you know, you, you got to play a different brand of football than they've been playing in the Big 12. You're going to go play in the SEC. Yeah, you can't score 60 points a game in the SEC. No, it's, it's not It's not outscoring them necessarily in the SEC. So that's – well, that'll be interesting to see how it works out, see who writes the $75 million check or whatever, all that uh, going on. And uh, be interesting to see how far the unwritten rule Texas A&M would like to impose – yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe they I, could pick up like SMU. I mean, it's right. It, they could pick up another Texas school. I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, SM, SMU is not a bad choice. I Memphis, maybe. Yeah, this, some of those conference, conference, some conference USA teams. Closer. Yes. So, I I don't. Uh, there aren't a lot of options. Agreed. Once they get Nebraska back, uh, there aren't a lot of options. So, all right. Well, that that was interesting news the last couple of days. <coughs> Absolutely me. fascinating yesterday was the fact the NFL announced that um, a new, new kind of COVID rule that if you can't play um, – a, a game, then you will forfeit. And there was a whole thing about nobody's getting paid if it's a forfeit. And uh, the team that has the COVID players uh, will be liable for costs potentially. So it was like, whoa, that's a, that was a big, big drop. So, yeah. And I saw DeAndre Hopkins is like, Football future, saying that because uh, I guess he a lot he opted to not get the vaccine, which yeah. is one of the few people that's actually admitted it openly, and uh, so that would be interesting, especially for the Cardinals. Well, why has he not gotten the vaccine? I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Those are good questions. Well, I just I just thought maybe you read something that where if he's going public, is he explaining why not? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I I understand that they have a union, uh, and a unionized environment is something that would have to be negotiated, but uh, it's clearly legal for employers to. Uh, require you to be vaccinated uh, i've seen a whole series both hospitals and universities in the last week or so have started in you know it's been been made public that they're they're doing this so um right it's it's not uh it's not like there's not a lot of employers are going to be pushing this sort of thing 
but yeah, that's uh, yeah, forfeiting games and salaries on both sides, which is going to piss the other side off. I, I guess they're they're hoping without negotiating with the union, they're going to create an awful lot of peer pressure for everybody to get uh, vaccinated, huh? Yes, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty damn clever on, on their part, I must say. Although I don't think any of us wants to try and figure out what happens if their their games forfeited. Right? That gets into math that is kind of hard for us to figure. Yeah, that would I, be. I, I get, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, the Eagles are a half game ahead of the Cowboys because they forfeited a game they couldn't win. Uh, I, I guess your buddy Jerry and, and the owners must have been behind this, uh, at least uh, agreeable. And I guess I understand why if you suddenly don't have 40,000, 50,000 I don't know what uh, Jerry's world holds. Fifty thousand people showing up on Sunday. It's holds, kind of a, holds about a hundred. Was that? It holds about a hundred thousand. Uh, well, that would be a pretty big uh, revenue bite. Yeah. Uh, all, all of a sudden, without yeah, so I, I can see why they uh, they like a, a, a rule like this, as long as it's not their team that's the one that's. Fumbling the ball, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so was Jerry quoted? Did you, did you see Jerry quoted uh, about this? I have not. You know, not yet. Yeah, you left Dallas, so you don't have the same shit flying, huh? No, I don't get the same daily uh, dose of the Cowboys news that I used to get. Uh, okay. Well, well, we'll look forward to when you when you're back there. Uh, in, a, in about a couple of weeks. So uh, let, let's talk about uh, we, we got to watch, although I understand you didn't. Uh, uh, Holy moly and the hustler last night were new episodes because there was no NBA seventh game, John. That's right. Our, Bucks won the Bucks four. reigned victorious. I don't know why people are making it a big deal that the Bucks won four games in a row. Uh, yes, they went home and won the two at home. They won one on the road and came home and won another one. I guess people are stunned that anybody could do such a thing. But uh, there, there you go. They won four in a row and won the championship first time in 50 years. And uh, Giannis had a all-time great final game with 50 points and raw raw bucks yeah matter of fact i ran into a uh, group yesterday that at the airport that was heading to milwaukee for the parade really yeah uh not not for any of the games but they were going for the parade huh well i guess that happens once every, deal. It's been once, 50, every, once every 50 years, I guess. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I don't, don't know what to, what to say other than congratulations. And, uh, you know, their superstar played like a superstar and 
Middleton made some clutch shots for him uh, down the stretch in a couple games. Uh, as I as I watched the end of a couple games, and Booker did not make some clutch shots, uh, especially in Game Six. Yeah, um, missed a couple that could have kept them close in the game, tied. Uh, they just could not close the same way. And of course, uh, Giannis, who is notoriously a bad free throw shooter. Uh, I don't know what he was, 17 of 19 from the free throw line in the last game or something like that. Uh, yeah. Had a great free throw shooting game. So uh, good on him that either he figured it out or had a great night on the right night, right? Exactly, yeah. So rah-rah, and uh, we're, we're already talking about next season in the NBA because mm. – what the draft is this week, right? Correct. I yeah, think so. so. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing it in prime time on like Thursday. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not half as much fun as the NHL expansion draft the other day, which uh, ESPN uh, acted like uh, it was news in the evening when they drafted at noon. And uh, it would, you know, if you wanted to know, you could already know <laughs> who the Kraken had picked. So the, the, uh, the tape delay, it had tape delay action again. Yeah, tape. This is maybe maybe it's about the money, but also the the theme of the is uh, the tape delay, right? Yeah. And and it was much mocked. Uh, I heard from people. Uh, yeah, whose idea was this, and why did you think? But anyway, so uh, and, and John, we haven't talked nearly enough about the fact that there is a new NHL franchise, and their uh, their their team name, uh, their whatever logo thing is the Kraken. The Kraken. Uh, the Kraken, which is fun to say. Uh, I guess you have some slimy thing crawling across the floor on your on your gym. Uh, I I don't know what what on you your, do on your gym. Your gym floor, you know. Well, I know, but it's an ice rink. Oh, that's right. Well, that's <laughs> even better, John. Have some slimy <laughs> thing sliding across your ice rink. Yeah. So. Um, uh, anyway, so inter- interesting uh, uh, sort of thing the uh, Seattle people have put together in terms of logo and everything. Yeah, they they think they're clever. Yeah, and and you're you're you sound a little bit like you don't believe it. <laughs> that they're clever. Yeah, you're you're not sure how clever Kraken is. I don't. It's kind of funny. I mean, I agree. It's it's definitely got a. Uh, there's plenty of uh, – it can get pretty punny with that, can't it? Well, it, it can, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to going give something away here uh, that, you know, maybe I shouldn't. You know, Dad always said, uh, you know, uh, people won't know how smart you are till you open your mouth. Or I, I, did, I, I ruined the quote, but anyway. So here I'm going to reveal. I, I was unaware there was such a thing as a Kraken and didn't even think it was a real thing until Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And 
Uh, so they name their team after the bad guy in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Well, I mean, there is a crack in rum. Well, but that's that's post Pirates of the Caribbean too, isn't it? I don't think so. I think the crack in rum has been around for a little while. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to have to look that up. Our crack research team will have to get on that. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, so John is doing the dishes while while he's doing the podcast or or something. I'm making um, another pot of coffee. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, at at eleven twenty-two, I guess it's only ten twenty-two according to your system. You need another pot of coffee, huh? Yeah. Always need more coffee. Always need more coffee. All right. There, there is the third uh, kind of quote for the day. So, John, we don't often look ahead. I, we kind of tried to with the Olympics a little bit. But, uh, you know, it is, I don't know what day it is. It is the something of July. I know that it's some 23rd. Point, is it? Okay. So, next week. Uh, next Friday is the MLB trade deadline. And, uh, you know, like MLB Network is starting doing like 24-hour wall-to-wall coverage of the trade deadline. John, do you have any high expectations? Anybody you're excited that might be moving? Uh, I mean, uh, is Chris Bryant going somewhere? Uh I think they are. I think I think I think the Cubs are dump, dumping everything. Kimbrel, Bryant. Yeah, those would be like the two biggest names probably to move if Kimbrel and Bryant actually went. Yeah, I think I think Kimbrel's definitely gone, and they they can probably get pretty decent uh, trade value out of him for sure. Yeah. Uh, problem with Bryant is he would be a rental, right? That's the theory. Yeah. Well, his contract's up, right? Yes. So so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the terminology, uh, uh, somebody who is at the end of their contract uh, and uh, is considered in their last year, if they're going to move, is a rental because you're only getting them for a short time for sure. Uh, obviously, you might hope to sign them to a longer-term contract. But uh, you uh, uh, you don't don't know for sure uh, how long you're going to have them, and uh, if you're trading Chris Bryant away, he also doesn't have as much value since he only has uh, two right end of the season. Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, two months of the season uh, plus playoffs uh, left with you, so. Um, it will be interesting to see who really moves. Uh, there are a lot of people who are talking about being sellers. Let me just run down the list. The standard list, the Yankees, Dodgers. Uh, I, I, they keep saying the Mets have money and want to make sure they maintain their first place. It's not clear the Phillies aren't going to be in on things. The Red Sox are going to be looking uh and that's uh that's a pretty good start to Tampa Bay made a move yesterday picking up 
uh, Cruz from the Twins, which I found vaguely interesting. Having seen Tampa Bay played, I was not impressed with their lineup. So I guess he's, he's going to help the middle of their lineup, even though he's 41 years old. And I don't think that stadium is particularly hitter friendly. So, um, so, so I, I just, um, uh, it's always an interesting week, at least in terms of speculation. Uh, a couple of years in a row, it's kind of been a dud. I guess the big bomb would be if Max Scherzer left the Nationals, he would also be a rental, but he is a rental like uh, Justin Verlander was. Yeah, has it been three years ago? He moved uh, and and made a big difference to Houston in the playoffs. Uh, Max is a Hall of Fame pitcher and uh, still looks like he still has it and uh, could really help somebody. And everybody we're talking about, I mean, just playing everybody needs help with starting pitching, right, John? Always, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, always, but um, we haven't really talked about John, but and, and I'd like to see some numbers. So our crack research team it seems like a lot more guys are injured this year. Uh, yeah, there are there are some, definitely some injuries, uh, and not necessarily long term, but like ten days. Is that got a hammy pull or a oblique pull or you know just kind of just seems like a lot of guys uh, have gotten hurt this year, and I don't know if it's really true. First, I don't. It may just feel that way and not literally be true. But it, uh, I would don't know why that that would be. Uh, they take awfully good care of themselves, and you know they have a whole apparatus to make sure that they eat right and they they, get, they exercise right, and training staff, workout staff, all that sort of thing. But uh, time and again, people keep getting you know nicked up. And not being able to play, uh, missing a couple turns in the rotation, missing ten days. I, I can't keep track of, uh, well, several teams. They keep this guy's on, this guy's off. Right. Or, of course, they also in in Major League Baseball, which I don't know that they do in other leagues. They backdate their injury. You know. You can be on the 10-day disabled list, not from today, but from two days ago. Right. So it's kind of hard to, like I say, the guy can be back before you know it and then back on the list. So, wow. I, yeah, it's all that, – that, all that gets pretty muddy for me, especially if you're, you're not watching it on a daily basis and, and well, pouring right. through the – the websites trying to figure out who's what and what's where. And... Yeah. Well, I, you know, this is the joy of Twitter, John. Uh, you know, I follow people who cover both the white Sox and the, uh, the Cardinals. So sometimes I get multiple twi- tweets in a row, starting with the Cardinals organization retweeted that we moved this person, you know, we made all these moves. And then I get multiple iterations of it. So, yeah, uh, 
I, I see it and I'm like, what, 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 what? I didn't even know they were hurt. I didn't know they were on the DL, you know. And, but anyway, uh, it will be interesting, as it always is, the major league uh, trade deadline, the baseball trade deadline is, I think, the most interesting of the professional leagues. I agree. Uh, There's always yeah. some really good moves every year. You know, a lot of it, like you said, is sometimes, most of the times, rentals, but um, at the same time, I think, uh, you know, these teams can make add two or three players or sometimes just one, you know, like you said, starting pitch, get a good fourth ro- guy in your rotation that you can count on every five days. And, you know, that makes a big difference for a team that's making a push for the playoffs and into the playoffs. Well, I remember, uh, and it, it, this isn't a terrible dating myself because he just retired. Uh, I remember when CC Sabathia moved at yeah. the trade deadline. I think he went six or seven and zero oh, uh, with uh, he went to the Brewers right that yep. one year. And yep. I think I, I think he he did not lose the game uh, from the time he was traded till the playoffs. So you got a guy doing that for you, John. Uh, that's a big plus. Uh, I mean, plus seven is. You know, when you're chasing uh, somebody trying to win a position is is huge, as you yeah. know. So yeah, that's a pretty good return on your investment. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Pretty big. I, I remember a couple guys who busted almost that bad, but he is one of them. And as I remember, Verlander came over from Detroit to Houston that year, and he won a lot. Of, you know, if he wasn't undefeated, he didn't lose. It was like five and one or six and two or something like that in the last couple months. So, yep. Uh, guys, who, guys who are plus four or five, uh, you know, with their one loss record, that's a huge difference. So, as you're scrambling to beat 500, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we killed a lot of time, and John's more interested in coffee. So, um, <laughs> So, John, uh, I, I, have you got your tickets to uh, the uh, uh, Rock and uh, Emily Blunt movie, Jungle Jungle Cruise? Is that what it is? Jungle? No. I haven't seen previews for that, even. You haven't seen the previews? Uh-uh. What have you been watching, dude? I've seen I the I, I know the previews by heart. <laughs> I've been... Uh... I've been occupied. I've been on planes and cars. Well, it's not just the last day they've been showing, dude. Well, I was in, I was in uh, Terrell all week last week. You were where? Terrell. Oh. Okay. Some some godforsaken place in Texas. Pretty much. Pretty pretty much. So, John, we we can't tape at the usual time. I don't think next Friday. You know why, right? Uh, I don't know. Are you playing golf? I am. Good. You want to ask where, don't you? Where you? Oh, that's right. You're playing. Are you playing Beth Page next Friday? I I hope to be playing. Yes, one of the Beth Page courses next Friday. Yes. You know which one you guys are trying to play? Well, we're going to try and play the red and the black, but obviously the black is the big dog, uh, the harder one to get onto, and also the one they play the champ, you know, they've played the U.S. Open 
Did they play the PGA there? They played some they major, did, yeah. yeah. They played like three major championships there in the last 20 years. So since they since somebody found it, they uh, they they, they play it. So yes, Swerve Swerve and I are uh, have a big uh, big outing planned. Uh, I, it, not we're we're 40 minutes in, and you don't want the 10 minute explanation of all the hoops you have to jump through to maybe play there, right? Uh, but but uh, it's uh, it's not simple. So no, that's my understanding. You basically got to almost more luck than anything, isn't it? Uh, well, if you're you if you were willing to get to the golf course seven o'clock the day before. Uh, <laughs> To camp out at four thirty, an employee of the golf course in the morning hands yeah. out tee times for that day. So that's the short version. Uh, you can get tee times; they, those are just the ones they save for that purpose. You can get a tee time online seven o'clock, five days ahead of time if you're not a New York resident. Uh, uh, online. And of course, you know how many there are and how quickly they will go at seven o'clock. Yeah, ahead of time. So we're going to try that first, and then we'll see. We're going to get in the line, hopefully, to get one of those tea times at four thirty a.m. next Thursday, uh, Friday morning. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, that's one word for it. Yeah, that's one word for it. So if you uh, get an odd tea time, though, like. How does that work with you trying to schedule your other tee time at the red course? Or are you only playing one? Well, we're hoping to play one or the other Thursday afternoon and, and the black on Friday. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, if we were to get on the black uh, five days ahead of time, we would play the red on Friday. So, cool. Easier to get on. So, there, there you go. The red course has been ranked in the top 100 public courses in the country. So I, we, we would knock off two top 100s in one trip, which is not, not an easy thing to do. No, but you've, you've been clicking them off your checklist here quite frequently here lately. Well, to remind Bandon has five courses in the top hundred so it wasn't hard to do once once you made your way to that part of oregon it was not hard to do John. <laughs> yeah but uh yes i don't have a lot of them checked off on my list and unlike baseball stadiums i have no uh no no uh, goal to uh achieve all hundred or anywhere near but uh uh, should be fun. All right. All right. Very good. Enjoy, enjoy your vacation and uh, fingers crossed on the weather. And, uh, you know, like I say, have fun. Yep. And uh, good luck next week. I hope you guys get to play okay. the black in a timely fashion and, and let us know how it is. Well, I'll, I'll let you know that I, I know this already. It's long. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yes, that is true. Okay. That's it's a very good, obvious Steve quote to finish the, the day. Yeah, right. Pain. All right. I love pain. Yeah. Bye, bro. Bye, bro.